Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. We are going to play the Madison Kelly interview. So some of you may have heard this on the Tuesday News Bulletin or the uh, or Ratu uh, Bulletin or the Ratu Cosmic Drive because uh, it was played then. But I think it's pretty pertinent information and the and basking is still going on for about another weekish. Yeah, it's going on for another week. Uh, next Saturday I think might be the last... Uh, workshop they have out at Orokanui, but I'll let Madison Kelly tell you all about it in this interview I did with her. Uh, I hope you all will find this rather entertaining. I, I, She's fantastic to talk to, lovely lady, fantastic artist. I've known her for a few years now. She's just the best. Alrighty. Madison Kelly, Basking Interview, coming right up, folks. Tumakoto listeners, you're listening to Radio 1 Tereo Irirangi Kotaki. I am here joined by Madison Kelly, who has recently worked on a, what would you call it, a lizard workshop. Yeah, I suppose it's a community, arts community programming type yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. with lizards. Uh, named Basking. So, first off, Madison, how are you? I'm, I'm great. I literally just came back from a walk in the forest, so pretty stoked. Pretty stoked, I mean. <laughs> now, let's just... Jump straight into it, I reckon. Yes, please do. Uh, now you have a degree in <clears throat> you have a degree in zoology, and you've completed art school. And this project, uh, basking, seems like a great combination of both these worlds, wouldn't you say? It is. It's very exciting to uh, have a project that kind of works between conservation as well as drawing and kind of using art as a way of exploring the world. I feel like it is the first one that I've ever done that actually has some sort of like community action related to it. So it is quite an exciting mix of art and science. Speaking of community, you're um, the workshop, at the end of it, people get handed out these little tiles yeah. that you've uh, called ACOs. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So how do they, and they're meant to be like kind of almost lizard habitats. Absolutely. In a, in a way. So how do they work? Yeah, so I guess um, bigger picture, the project itself is about local lizards, um, but also lizards in general and kind of understanding how they work in the world and how we can support them. So part of that is lizard workshops where we will be making habitat tiles. And yeah, the ACO stands for Artificial Cover Object. So these are any objects that can create refuge, um, shelter, or expand upon a habitat that maybe lizards would like to access. So um, when we're drawing the lizards themselves, we'll also be hopefully building some tiles and making drawings on those and installing those into environments to welcome other lizards into our community. Mm, yeah. Awesome. How long has basking uh, been in the works for, would you say? I started making my own habitat tile drawings at the end of last year and I got some nice support from Blue Oyster Art Project Space to do that just as a little end of year wrap up and then basically um, there was a call out with Dunedin Dream Brokerage for an initiative called Off The Ground and that was specifically for projects that were in response to COVID or projects that didn't continue because of COVID. So basking was a great opportunity to support the eco-sanctuary, Aotearoa, um, that had a lot of impact as a result of COVID, um, but also kind of reignite people's interests in their personal space. Like a lot of people fostered relationships with their gardens um, throughout COVID. So basking is kind of looking at how we could reconnect and continue that connection with our garden. So in that sense, only got announced that the project was funded in February, so only a couple of months that we've actually been developing the project itself. Um, so it's pretty full on. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> a lot of money. Um, what was the motivation behind this, uh, this lizard workshop? Basically, I suppose the motivation is to foster 
a better understanding of the ways that lizards could teach us um, about our environments and looking at our gardens and our personal and local spaces as sites that are not just for us but for multi-species groups um, and lizards are an amazing group to kind of focus that attention on um, because they're slightly under-recognised, they're quite newly described in a lot of ways, our understanding of them is still growing so it's a really great opportunity to encourage people to think about their gardens as habitat, as active native habitat but also to increase people's understandings of a group that um, maybe was under-recognised up until quite recently. Yeah, speaking about that, um, it seems that our endemic birds get much more attention than, than Aotearoa's lizards, uh, insects and amphibians. Uh, why do you think this is? Yeah, it's a big problem, um, especially in conservation, the whole idea of like charisma relating to um, attention but also funding and all these other things that might impact that species recovery. Whitebait's a really good example. Um, really hard to enact <laughs> conservation action on that when people don't know about them or care about them. Mm. Um, the biggest thing with lizards is that in the last 20 years or so there's been actually a huge explosion in herpetology research around native lizards. So New Zealand collectively maybe didn't know how many lizards we had um, and the same would go for frogs. We didn't know maybe the diversity and the ubiquity of our amphibians and our reptiles and insects are a whole other story but yeah there's a lot related to how accessible a species might be um, and how visual a species might be or how attractive they are and how that correlates to support or enthusiasm. There's over 120 or so native reptiles in New Zealand, which is actually more than all of our terrestrial native bird species. It just so happens that we get to interact with our birds a lot more, or maybe they're a bit more charismatic or fun. People don't get to see lizards as much because they're very selective about the spaces they live in. Their distributions are really specific. They've undergone like a lot of speciation, so you get huge diversity, but in really tiny pockets. And they also just don't really like being around humans. Like humans disrupt things a lot. Lizards like stability and certain conditions and they'll be very quick to hide away. Learning to look for them and learning how to find lizard-friendly spaces is a really nice way to try and boost people's appreciation of them as well. <clears throat> what would be the one thing that you hope people uh, will take away from the basking workshop? Ooh, I would like people to learn how to think more like a lizard because they're really good at responding to their climate, they're really good at using the resources that are available to them and not extending beyond that. They're really careful and slow and I think people could benefit a lot <laughs> from behaving more like a lizard. Now, speaking of lizards, what is your favourite endemic lizard? <sighs> Zachary, it's a hard <laughs> it's such a hard question. I will say I work at Autokanui, this is my bias, but I am quite attached to the Otago skinks and the Mokokaka that get you with the jeweled geckos and those are endemic Otago species. But for the sake of relevancy, I will say the Kupalo gecko, maybe either Kupalo gecko or Kupala gecko. <laughs> the reason I don't know how to say it is because it's a species that hadn't been seen for about 50 years until like last week. So like I said, people are still researching lizards and finding new ones. This gecko was seen in like the 1960s, not seen again until early 2000s and then just last week they rediscovered four of them in the Nelson Lakes district. So this is an amazing mountain kind of alpine gecko that's part of the Mokopiriraco families. It's like a forest gecko. And they found four of them, and one of them was a pregnant female. She had a star marking on her head, and they called her um, Fetu Ahiahi, so like Fetu being the star. Um, and it's just an amazing example of like how continuously people are still finding new geckos and how resilient they are as well. So that's my current favorite. Nice, yeah. nice pet. <laughs> Have you got any other art projects in the pipeline? 
He's been pretty preoccupied with this. This one has been a big one. Um, I'm working towards some other work that's based around the perimeter fence. That's for exhibition next year, so I can't give. Too, I don't know too much about that. I have work that'll come out in the post project through Blue Oyster um, in the last run of that, and any drawing stuff that it comes up. Cool. Basically, yeah, I'm just constantly working on something. Nice. Yeah. Now, we love music here at Radio 1, Tereo Irangi Kotaki. So, who are some artists and what are some tunes that you've been uh, slinging lately? Oh, some sweet tunes. Well, what have I been slinging? I've been really into Holly Herndon. She does really cool, like, transhuman algorithmic stuff. So, she makes computers that can kind of replicate human voice, and it's a really fun thing to work on when you're thinking about other species. And I've been listening to Constance Denby, who's a really cool ambient kind of space <laughs> instrumentalist. And I'll give a shout out to Night Lunch as well. Yeah. Um, Big shout out, Night Lunch. Because what would Janine be without Night Lunch? Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, come to the workshops. We've got workshops on Saturdays, the 17th and the 24th of April. But we also have a hub in town on George Street um, in the weeks leading up to those. So you can come and look at some tiles. You can come make some lizard drawings, learn about lizards, um, or sign up for the workshops as well. Great. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Kapai, thank you. Kapai, no problem. <laughs> Alrighty, that was Madison Kelly. This is Radio 1. Have a fantastic day, all you listeners. So that was Madison Kelly speaking to Radio 1. Well, me. But, you know, <laughs> it was a fantastic time interviewing Madison. I've got a lot of time for her. She's a great, great person. So, Basking, you can find an events page on Facebook under Basking-Madison-Kelly. Or you can go to their Instagram page, Basking underscore together. Uh, you can, on the Instagram page, you can fill out a Google form to, like, set up a time for the workshop next week and you can just fill in all the all the pages and then they'll get back to you about whether you can come or not I'm pretty sure you'll be able to go uh, and then what else is happening so they've got the workshops at Orokanui which you can uh, investigate through the Google form on both the Facebook page and the Instagram page as well as drawing workshops or as well as like a uh, no sorry a hub at 17 George Street and I'm pretty sure there's some information there about our endemic lizards and maybe some drawing opportunities I'm not entirely sure but it's basically right next to the uh, the like gemstone shop next to the octagon that's that's about where the uh, the basking hub is and there's also going to be a hui on Monday the 26th of April uh, 12 to 3 p.m. at the Valley Project Community Rooms slash Fred Hollows uh, Northeast Valley Normal School 262 North Road near so, yeah, you can find all that information on the Facebook page, or you can go to the Instagram and learn a lot more, but I think it's pretty pertinent for people to learn about, you know, Aotearoa's lizards, and they don't get a lot of love. We get, you know, Madison was talking in the interview about the concept of charisma coming into play with how we, how humans interact with animals and what we favor and what we don't favor, and that's quite true. Insects don't seem to be very charismatic, and I am guilty of that. I'm not the biggest fan of insects. They kind of freak me out sometimes. Some don't, some do. Uh, amphibians and, and li- uh, lizards, you know, they, they don't just, they just get, they need more love, they need more recognition, we need to value them more, because we're not just a place of birds and one endemic bat, we've got all sorts of other creatures floating around the place. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast, there are heaps more at r1.co.nz.